Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Speaking Pharmacy Podcast. My name's John Thornett. Glad to be with you. I hope you're all doing well. So um, we're recording this on, and this has been released on International Women's Day, uh, which is really exciting, really exciting. So, But, but before I get into that, uh, what's been happening at peak? Um, well, the week before we actually recorded this, I actually a really exciting thing. I was in uh, Hobart. I was speaking at the uh, Symbian Conference in Hobart. That was that was my first time in Tasmania, and that place is wonderful. It is seriously good. Um, so I really enjoyed my time there. It was great speaking with all the the Symbian people. Um, we're madly putting uh, online courses together, aren't we, Sarah? Yeah, Sarah's here, so say hello, Sarah. Hello. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just put Sarah on the spot because you didn't know she was speaking, which is fine. That's what I do. <laughs> um, so we're mainly putting courses together. Yes. Um, we got more recordings coming up week after next. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a lot of fun. And we had a new team member start. Yes, we did. We have Rebecca starting as part of the marketing department. So she's the marketing assistant. Yeah. 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 And she's, she's such a good lady. She's yes, lovely. She's, she's absolutely gorgeous. Yes. So a um, lot, lot of fun stuff been happening at Peak, uh, a, a, lot of, a lot of really good, exciting stuff, but enough of that. So International Women's Day. Um, now, I know from, um, from my experience, because we get a lot of inquiries from, from owners, uh, from pharmacists who are um, looking for the first ownership opportunities. And, and, and pharmacy is one of those things, it's a very female-dominated industry. Um, most of the employees, very similar to my office, in fact, um, most of the employees within pharmacy, obviously from, uh, are obviously female. But days gone by, ownership used to be very male dominated. Um, whereas most of the inquiries we're getting, most of the people seeking partnership opportunities, are now more predominantly female. And so it's on that topic of International Women's Day and and pharmacy ownership that I want to introduce you, this gorgeous lady who's sitting opposite me. Now, I've known this lady for, for quite some time through um, all sorts of uh, trials and tribulations and ups and downs. Uh, it's a lady that I admire a great deal. She's an icon of the industry. Ladies and gentlemen, Sandria Ed. Oh, wow. That's a very big introduction. Thank you, John. It was. Nice to see you. I, I really prepared for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. And welcome to Speaking Pharmacy Podcast, because this is your first time. It certainly is. We've never had you in this illustrious room we've got here. Yeah, it's amazing. It's You're like, a bit like a rock star today. It's yeah. pretty cool. So I wanted to ask you, um, tell me about your career up to what, b- before um, you started with what you're doing now. Tell me about your oh. career. Why'd you, why'd you get into pharmacy in the first place? Um, well, I actually goes back. I recently had a bit of a school reunion and, um, some friends from school said to me, it's amazing that you become a pharmacist. I tell my friends that I've known this girl since primary school who's wanted to be a pharmacist and she became a pharmacist. So yeah, I think even at the end of primary school, I had visions of being a pharmacist. It's just something you always wanted to do. Always wanted to do. Because that's actually quite rare, isn't it? That Mm. someone, I mean, even in primary school, it's actually quite rare that someone knows exactly what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Different things attracted me to pharmacy. I like the idea of helping people. I like the idea of um, being in the medical type of field. But um, I'm also 
a retail tragic. I love everything about retail. Um, and the pharmacies, when I was I was young, were always so glamorous and beautiful places to go into. And I, I always thought I'd love to be a part of that industry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, I suppose it makes the decision-making after that point a lot easier because this is what I want to do. And so your decision is that much easier. As distinct from uh, a lot of people nowadays, they finish high school and they go into university or whatever they're doing through no reason other than that's what their mates are doing or actually just no direction at all. Yeah, um, yeah I think so. Um, and I, I went through the public school system and I think for me having that goal helped drive me forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Um, I knew I had to get a certain amount of grades. I knew I had to do certain things to get to where I wanted to be. Yeah. Um, and I certainly think that was an advantage. Were you a good student? Um. Yeah, I think mostly. Yeah, yeah mostly. Um, were, you, were you in the naughty corner? No, no, I wasn't in the naughty corner. <laughs> I think probably in the later years, um, you know, late teenagers when, when life becomes a little bit more exciting, not yes. so much rebellious but a little bit of partying. Yes, so, yes, um, as we all were during those times. Yeah, 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 that's right. And it's just a, trying to get that balance, isn't it, of having a vision of where you want to be. And how did you find uni? Oh, yeah, I love uni. Because uni's a great life, I love uni, yeah. I've got a daughter at uni at the moment and yep. I keep saying to her, this is the best time of your life. And it is. She's certainly embracing that. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I've also got a son coming through that, um, you know, I, I try to steer them towards that. I just feel that you develop so much more as a person. Yeah. Through the education, it's all up to you to learn. Mm. Um, you really develop a sense of what you're capable of and who you are. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, that pathway for me was fantastic. I studied here at Curtin. Yeah. Uh, I've made lifelong Best friends. University. Yeah, Best fantastic university. university. <laughs> of course, the course is offered at UWA now as well. Yeah. Um, but at that stage, it was only Curtin that yeah. was doing pharmacy and it was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so your early years as an as employee pharmacist? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I was very fortunate to have two wonderful mentors yeah. that I first went to work for them during work experience in year 10. Oh, good old work experience days. Yes, yes. yes. So um, Adrian and Fonda. Yeah. Um, so I stayed with them for over eight years, all through my studies at, at uni wow. and becoming graduate pharmacist. So yeah. um, they were fantastic mentors to me, very successful business people, fantastic yeah. pharmacists. Mm. Um, I learned a lot from them and I've certainly felt nurtured through that journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, at what stage during that, that phase did the concept of being a pharmacy owner come into your mind? Because it's, it's I mean, it's, with some professions like accountants, lawyers, things like that, is this natural progression that at some stage you're going to be a partner in, mm. in one of those firms? It's not necessarily the case for pharmacy, though it, it, there is an element of that of, at some stage, it's just the, the, the next step on. Yeah. At what stage for you did that thought of, I want to be a, I want to be a business owner. At what stage did that come into your mind? Um, well, I think it was always a goal. Mm. Um, for me, I was a little bit of a late starter into ownership. Yeah. I, like a lot of us in that time, and even now, I did a couple of years overseas. Yes, so working yeah. in London, uh, in the hospital system, then I worked for Boots the Chemist over there. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. Um, then sort of came back to Australia and uh, was very busy having a family. Yes. Yes. Um, living interstate in Victoria. Yeah. So for me, it was put off a little bit, yeah, yeah. Um, the ownership. And then sometimes you wonder, oh, am I still on that pathway? Is it still what I, I can do, what yes. I want to do? And yeah, yeah. yeah, opportunities came for me when my kids were young. And yeah. for me, that was actually 
a good stage because I worked um, in a lot of different stores when my yeah. kids were very little, yeah. and the flexibility of being a pharmacist was wonderful for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I often say to people, is as being um, a mum. Being a pharmacist is a really good profession, you know. If you decide that you're at home during the week and if your partner's working during the week, you can work a day on weekends. Or if you've got mum looking after the kids on a Wednesday, you can work on a Wednesday. So we're very fortunate in a profession to have that kind of flexibility. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then ownership opportunity came back in Perth. So um, that was when my youngest was... Three, about three. So that was good okay. timing for us. Yeah. Yeah. So just getting into well, three was like like pre kindy, but yeah. just just about to start into the schooling years exactly. when you get a little bit more freedom. Exactly, and you get some day. breathing space. And yeah. um, I had worked prior to that a little bit more, but I slowly built up my working hours as the kids got got older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so the the spark for ownership was it something that was. Um, like it was an opportunity that was presented or was it something that, that you wanted to do? Uh, it was definitely something I wanted to do. Yeah. yeah it didn't yeah. just come didn't just come out of the sky. So it was definitely something that I pursued. Yeah. Um, and then aligning myself with, with different people and yeah. um, learning from different people along the way and yeah. seeing where those opportunities were. So if you look at um, if you look at where you are now and um, you're a multiple store owner, you're very successful at what you do, um, and you've been like, like most farmers, you had uh, quite a few years of being an employee. Yep. Um, tell me that that difference from, from your perspective of being an owner to being like a, a pharmacist manager. What's that, sure. that, that, that difference there in, in your experience? Oh, it is very timely. Um, I've got a wonderful intern at the moment, Maddie, yeah. and she asked me very seriously two days ago, would you recommend becoming an owner, Andrea, and what do you like about yeah. it? So I had time to think about this and... Uh, I didn't hesitate. I said to her, absolutely, I would recommend being an owner. Yeah. Uh, from I suppose from the team's point of view, sometimes they see me taking phone calls at all hours, filling in where I need to, trying to cover all the bases. Um, so there is certainly that element of it. Yeah. But on the flip side, the advantages are that you get to build something. Yeah. So you know that your opportunities are endless. Yeah. Um, you know that whatever effort you put in, is really building something for your business yep. um, and yep. for your future and for the profession. I take a wider view for the profession's future as well. Yep. Um, and I think it's that entrepreneurial part that I really appreciate. Mm. Yep. And I like the freedom to explore some of your ideas and some of your choices. Yeah, yeah. And th- there is, um, I don't know f- from my experience, there's um, being in that, that strategy world, and mm. an idea, a concept, putting it into place, yeah. and then to see the results of that come through, it's an immensely satisfying moment, isn't it? Oh, very much so, very much so. And that's what you you really do it for. It's it's a huge yeah. rush. It's a great adrenaline rush when something that you're doing really pays off. Yeah. Um, I think also I like to have... Um, be able to care for the people that work with me. Yes, yes. And sometimes you can't always do that as a as a staff pharmacist or a manager. Ultimately, the owner has the choice in how your team culture is and how people are looked after. Yep. So the one of the advantages for me, of course, in leading my team is that I get to work in a nice culture. Yep. I get to work with lovely people yep. of, of my choosing. Yep. Um, and certainly 
everybody that works with me, we try and have a happy workplace and we and support each other. And that culture is really dependent on you, isn't it? Like you, oh, you, you, very you, much you so. You set that culture, yeah. don't you? And I'm, I'm acutely aware of that. I mean, nobody's up 100% of the time. Yeah. yeah. But I'm very mindful of um, being as up as you can for your team. Yeah. And even just the little things like saying good morning to everybody when you walk in. Yeah. You know, yeah. asking somebody how they're feeling today. Yeah. Um, wishing them a good weekend. And they're the small things that really make a difference yep. in the culture of, of a pharmacy. Yeah, and yeah. And, it's, um, and when that culture then starts to breed itself, um, there's this force that happens amongst your team. Um, yep. It's like this unstoppable force and that when, when you're not on, because we have our days, don't mm. we? And when you're not on, um, as we quite often say in peak, like, you can't have a bad day in peak because you can come in feeling rather crappy. Yes. Um, but before too long, just the culture just, just brings you up. Mm. And when that culture happens without you, that's when you know you've got it right. Definitely, yeah. definitely. But there is an old saying, I've said it here a few times, is that culture eats strategy for breakfast because you're given all the best strategy, but if your culture's not right, nothing's ever going to work. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And when you're dealing with the public and you're dealing with patients, um, I'm very careful to say to my team, look, you are going to feel people that are not always happy when they come in. Yep. They may not always treat you well, but realise a lot of the time these people are unwell, they're yep. unhappy, yep. we're seeing them at their lowest point. Yeah. The best thing we can do for them is be a positive yep. positive force and then people want to return. So it's good for your business as well. Yeah. So what was, in your experience, what were some of the lessons that you learnt from being an employee to being an employer? Because it's, it's quite a shift, isn't it? Um, it is quite a shift. I suppose um, being an employer, the buck stops with you. Yep. So whatever the problem is, you've got to try and find a solution. Yeah. Um, and you've got to dig into that creativity. You've got to reach out to your contacts and supports. You've got to find find a solution to a problem. Yeah. So that's the main thing. You've got no one to run to, I suppose, yep. in that way. Yeah. Uh, also How did you find that when you first got into to ownership? Like, was that a daunting thing? Is it, um, or is uh, it something yes that you no. just naturally fell into? I think it evolved. I think it evolved. Yeah. And yeah. It, having good partners, which is something I know that you're very strong on, yes, yeah. is important. That's, yeah. that's one of the main things that it can help you through. Yeah. So I think it kind of developed, and with maturity as well for yeah. me, yeah. developed in that way. Yeah, uh, Certainly being a business owner, getting around financials yeah. is important so yeah. you've got to understand those that's so important you've got to understand buying you've got to understand what having stock means how yeah. stock relates to your financials that's yeah. so important and that's a concept that I'm constantly trying to instill into team members and managers is what that stock can make or break you yes and stock's a good thing and stock's yeah. a bad thing and yeah. in all the different ways of looking at it yeah yeah um also getting across hr is very important oh, so huge issue. to make sure that you're doing huge the right issue. thing by the team mm. that you're lawful yeah um you're respectful yeah. you're following all the recommendations that are current and that is a minefield in itself isn't it oh it's really huge yeah. and that's where um i think in wa particularly we're very important we've got a very strong guild yeah. on that so yeah, yeah. We all reach out to the guild quite a lot on those sort of issues. Don't they? Yes, 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 yeah. So what are some of the other challenges that uh, you have faced over Um, time? Oh, lots of challenges, I suppose. Um, I've had a store flood. 
that was a good, oh, yes. not a good experience yes, when we're just yes. putting the finishing touches on yes, a refit. Yeah. Um, haven't had That's right. I remember being in, in that store not long afterwards yeah. and you see all the, everything was raised and, and the, the some of the, 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 the fittings that were all damaged yes. and stained and... and oh, yeah. yeah, so that was heartbreaking, particularly when we were just, um, as many of our listeners would know, doing a refit is a massive thing. We'd just yeah. taken over this store new to the brand, new yep. to the area, and it was just looking good until someone knocked a sprinkler head off. Um, <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was... Oh, that was a challenging Certainly moment. memorable. Yeah. Uh, other challenges... One of those days you're very grateful your insurance premiums are paid up. Exactly, yes. exactly. Uh, COVID, of course, was a massive challenge. Yeah. How um, did you go through that? Look, it's interesting because I've got two main stores that I work in mm-hmm. here in WA, so one being... Uh, medical centre pharmacy, yeah, one yeah. being a small, uh, a community pharmacy in a very small centre. Yeah. So it, it was so varied. Um, my store that's in the small community shopping centre, actually we fared okay through COVID because yeah. people were forced a little more, I think, to shop local. Yeah. We could offer that personalised service. We could yeah. do deliveries. Um, we had a good relationship with our locals, so that just built from there. Yeah. Medical centres was hard because a lot of doctors went to telehealth. Yeah, oh yes. And Traffic we were doing deliveries. Dropped. Yeah, so we just didn't have the footfall through. Yeah, and yeah. I know that people in larger shopping centres experience the same when there was restrictions. So it was yeah. quite varied. Yeah. I found that um, staffing the stores was so difficult with how many days people had to be off and where they close contacts, being on top of all those yeah. regulations. And just trying to find gaps and fill-ins when it's... When that was probably the yeah. start of the, oh. the, the, the staffing shortages that we're experiencing, but that was like the no beginning doubt. of it then. No yeah. doubt. And people that even that may have worked part-time, um, I had pharmacists who had vulnerable family members, for example, that were only working part-time that said, look, it's not worth the risk I care for my 91-year-old mum. Yeah, yeah. The one or two shifts a week I'm doing, it's not worth the risk, I'm yeah. sorry, I can't work, or... Yeah. Um, I did have a girl down at my Port Coogee store, beautiful girl, Maya, and her brother was undergoing chemo, her young brother, who yep. was in primary school, and the family just said, look, it's too much of a risk for us to have yep. Maya working in the pharmacy, which, of course, I could agree with. Yep. So there was lots of yep. moving those tiles around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so looking at, at where you are now, mm-hmm. and you've got multiple stores, um, you're, you're very successful at what you do. Um Advice for a younger Andrea? Advice for a younger Andrea um, would be to back myself more. Yep. And I think that's something that as, yes. Yes. well, I'm going to say women, we're not as good always at backing ourselves. Yep. And so I would back myself more. Yeah. Um, I'd put my front foot forward a little bit more yep. than I did yep. in the early years. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah, I guess maybe look at, be more aware of wider industry issues. Yep. So I had a, a short time where I worked with the Pharmacy Guild and that was fantastic for me because yes, yeah. I learned the bigger picture of the pharmacy industry yep. rather than just in the four walls that you're in. Yeah, so yeah. I would encourage uh, younger pharmacists to do that. And I would certainly say align yourself with good people yep. and push hard for those early partnership opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Whilst I also acknowledge... Um, I'm probably a mum first, mm-hmm. so I acknowledge that it's always a balance. Yeah. How, and did, how did you find that balance between um, uh, working, um, being a business owner and being a mum? Because it's a, 
It's a busy life at the best of times, let alone being yeah. a business owner when oh. you're taking phone calls at, at, at 10 p.m. at night. It is, it is. And and I think every job that every working parent, whether it's mum or dad, is always a yeah. juggle. Perhaps you, being one advantage of being an owner is you have a little bit more flexibility. Yeah. So perhaps you can be, if you're planning in the future, you can yeah. be a bit easier with that. It controls yeah. you, but you've always come down to the dollar and cents yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't say that, I did it the best way or the worst way. It's yeah. just, it's day by day. And yeah. um, I'm sure every working parent can sympathise at the start of each school year. You think, okay, how am I going to fit in work and the after school activities and the half days at kindy when they first start kindy and it's half days? We've got someone going through that now. So, yeah, yeah. Um, acknowledging it is a challenge, but building a great team around you, and I suppose, the, the at just, home and at work. Yeah, yeah. And that decision to become an owner, it's, it's not an individual decision, is it? Because you've got um, yourself, you've got your partner, and then you've got the implications on, on family and everything like that. So it's not – yeah, there's a big part of it, which is hey, do I want to do this? Uh, do I want to take on this risk? Do I want to take on that challenge? Mm. Um, but that's a very – pardon the term, but it's, it's quite a selfish perspective as well because then you've got your other partner – who, um, and, and as you'd experience with your darling husband, they go through the highs and lows like you do. Yeah. Um, they experience all that emotion. Mm. And um, so it is very much a family decision, isn't it? Oh, it definitely is. And I would stress that it's important that your partner fully understands the world of pharmacy ownership before yeah. you both go into it together. Yeah. Um, if you're in a partnership, I'm really fortunate my husband gets it. Yeah. So he understands what it's about. Yeah. Um, and is very supportive and believes in my abilities, I suppose, yeah, yeah. of running the businesses. So, so tell me about me. your journey in Blooms. Blooms. Um, from from where you started to where you are now. Because okay. I, love, I love this journey. Um, so Blooms. Blooms. I didn't know anything about Blooms yeah. before Blooms came to WA. Now I know that the brand was started over 45 years ago by mm. four pharmacists who wanted to work together. Yeah. One of those founding pharmacists is my business partner, John yeah, Thorne. Yeah, He's yeah. still going strong. Yeah. He's um, chairman of our board. So um, when I first started my journey with Blooms, I was actually on my honeymoon yeah. and um, got a call from a colleague saying, hey, this great brand is coming to Perth. You know, I think you should talk to them. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, look, I'm not even sure if I want to go back into ownership again. Yeah, yeah. I was working at the Guild. I was finding it quite enjoyable. Yeah. I even thought I may go work, take a tangent into governance yeah. and not-for-profit work. Um, anyway, I had my first meeting with Blooms and I, then I was totally on board. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's been an incredible journey for me with them yeah. over the last uh, almost five years yeah. coming up. Yeah. So I believe Because you're a multi-store owner now. Yeah, yeah, a multi-store owner. I'm also a consulting partner in a number of stores. Yeah. And what happened recently, last year? Oh, yeah. Well, last year I was voted onto the board yeah. of Bloom's, yeah. Bloom's Management Services. So that's that's a huge deal for me. Yeah, yeah. Because then you, you, had to do your, you had to do your um, uh, company director course as well yes yes so Australian Institute of Company Directors or something like yes that. yes and yeah. that was part of the way that Blooms have really yeah supported me and backed, yeah. backed me in I suppose yeah. so and have you found that Blooms experience granted granted I know it's always been a positive one but yeah um, they're actually quite a force aren't they with what they do they are a force and I think it's because we've got people within our 
teams who come from different backgrounds as well. Yep. So very strong pharmacist focus yep. and we're still, of course, owned and ma- run and managed by pharmacists. Yep. Majority of our board are still pharmacists. Yep. Um, but we have people that work for our brand who have got varied experiences. So we've got people that have been headed up things such as Myers. Mm. We've got... Um, people who have come from overseas that have retail experience from overseas and marketing from TV channels. We've got different people that can bring... So the skill set there is quite intense. It is, it is. And that's what I think community pharmacy needs to do more moving forward. So we've got to evolve. It's very difficult uh, for us to have all the answers. And as a single person owner, you can't expect to, to be a finance expert and a marketing expert and a HR expert, you've got to surround yourself with people that have different expertise and different skill sets to you to be successful. So listening to to us speaking at the moment, there's going to be um, a lot of pharmacists and Mm -hmm. a lot of female pharmacists. Um, What's your advice to them for those who may be thinking about, oh, do I want to get into a partnership what, what's your what's your advice to some of these uh, young female pharmacists listening and and that uh, pharmacy ownership journey? Sure, sure. I would say make sure you're a hundred percent committed. Mm. Um, it's not something that you want to go into half effort. Yeah, yeah. Uh, make sure your family's on board. Align yeah. yourself with good people. Yeah. And I would say look for a brand that really fits with your values and yeah. your culture. Yeah. So for me, Blooms does that very yeah. strongly. Yeah. And I would be careful to choose your partners because yeah. you don't want to be the one, the only one in the partnership who's carrying the load. That's too much. Yeah. If yeah. you're in a partnership, you want to be supported. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. want to be supported in a partnership. Yeah. Because I know um, there's been, I've been talking to some uh, young female pharmacists lately and one of their, in fact, both of their goals is, um, is going into a partnership where, um, they're actually going to be mentored because they, they want to mm. be mentored. They want to be supported. Uh, they want to learn the lessons on how do I run a good pharmacy. And so they're happy to take the journey, but they don't want to be in a store where, here you go, your store, run it, and uh, just let us know when the drawings checks arrive. Correct. And they Correct. Don't, don't want that. They, no. they, they Just teach me, show me, mentor me. Yeah, yeah, because then you'll be more successful for yourself and for your partner as well. Yeah. And it will be a more enjoyable journey yeah, yeah, learning yeah. in that way. So we're very strong on mentorship in Blooms. Yeah. Every new partner is paired up with a consulting partner. Yeah. Uh, we have partner meetings where everybody gets together twice a year. You've got your own support levels. Um, there's always people to reach out to yeah, yeah. in every way. So yeah. that's helped build my expertise, very big on education, uh, you mentioned that I was fortunate enough to do the AICD course. Mm. That was mind-blowing. Yeah. I've done a lot of other workshops and I'll continue that education being a board member now and a director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And there's um, – I'm putting you on the spot here, so yep. pardon the question, but um, uh, but Bloom's looking for – Bloom's would be looking for partners at the moment, no doubt. Oh, very well, much across, so. Across – because you've got stores all over Australia. Yeah, yeah, and we're still on a growth strategy. So yeah, yeah. most definitely we're looking for partners. Yeah. Um, Blooms has an amazing model whereby we help support partners financially as well. Yep. So if that's something you'd want to talk about, we can talk about. Because not more. everyone has the the dollars and the horsepower to to, to fund it all. So oh, it, exactly. It's, sometimes and it can be quite a significant uh, reason why someone doesn't go into it. 
Oh, 100%. And that's where Blooms has a very different model in that way. And that's something that we do to help support younger pharmacists. That's always been the way that Blooms do things. Yeah. And that's one of the huge things that attracted me to the brand. Yeah, yeah. Um, so supportive financially as well as mentoring. So it gives people who may not, maybe would be amazing owners, as you say, that don't have that huge amount of capital behind them. Yeah. This is a way to get them into the industry. Yeah, yeah. And, and as you said, with good support all the way you're not just thrust in there and here you go you knock out 200 scripts a day don't stuff it up no 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 nothing could be further than that yeah nothing could be yeah, further than that yeah so oh, yeah fantastic. i really believe in the brand and i'm i'm all in so yeah uh, oh you I'm, most yeah. you most certainly I'm are now in. Yeah, yeah yeah well it's been yeah. wonderful to speak with you i've thank been you wanting you on for ages oh thank yeah. you very much i appreciate you thinking of me yeah. and um yeah. so on uh, international on women's day we have i've uh uh, absolutely blessed to have one of the icons of the industry oh. right in front of me <laughs> talking to her. Because um, I've, as you know, I've known you for ages, and uh, you're an exceptional person, and um, you've been very successful at what you do. So, um, so well done to you, and it's yeah, an honour to have you here and speak with you. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm honoured. Oh, very good. Now I get to talk about tea. I get to talk about tea. I get to talk about these wonderful things of. Uh, Things, little wins that we've had, and it's actually just on that subject that we were talking about, is um, we've had uh, inquiries. And as we do, the, the partnership thing's actually really big at the moment, isn't it? Um, because I've got Sarah sitting here, and of course Sarah goes through every single analytic possible. By the way, um, uh, we know what you read. We, we know what blogs you read. We know what blogs you don't read. We have our top list of people who read our blogs the most. Yes. Um, we know everything, <laughs> um, the things that we can tell you. Um, but partnerships, it's number one issue, isn't it? Oh, it's been like that for the past couple of years. I think it's yeah. the number one search item on our website. It's the number one inquiry. It's where people visit our website the most, like the content. Yeah. So partnerships is definitely top of mind. Yep. And that's not just from owners, it's from pharmacists as well. Yep. So it's yep. across the board. Yeah, Which is where the wins have come from. Because I had these, uh, uh, a couple of uh, beautiful young, young ladies um, who are currently uh, employees, of course, and looking for their first uh, pharmacy opportunity. And... Um, and, and as, as you as you know, Andrea, you, you try and match the right people uh, with the right personalities and things like that. Because as you know, when it wins, it's fantastic. But when it doesn't, it's an absolute disaster, as you, you know, no doubt experienced yeah. throughout the industry. Um, um, but uh, it, it's really exciting to be able to um, talk and, and help some uh, young female pharmacists who are looking for their, their first opportunity and to be able to try and marry them up with people and try and find those connections and uh, it's immensely satisfying thing so uh, um, it's one of the things that uh, Sarah and I talked about ages ago is uh, is what we call the, the long game the long game is is focusing on the next generation of pharmacy owners and the next generation of pharmacy owners are your current employees yes. and um, and so it's it's being in front of them and helping them and talking with them and when they're ready to go is then give them that opportunity of, right, here's some, here's some opportunities for you. So there's been some uh, yeah, fantastic things happening. There's a lot of other wins happening. Uh, we'll probably tell you more when they sort of settle, but not yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not yet. <It's laughs> Stay too, tuned. It's, it's yeah. too early. You're dangling the carrot. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, of course I do. Of course I do. So thank you very much, everyone. Andrea, you're wonderful. Sarah, you're also wonderful. Oh, um, happy <laughs> International Women's Day, everyone. Yeah. Go forth and celebrate. Celebrate who you are. Woohoo!
Thank you. See ya. Bye bye.